the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, by Evolution Sports in Redlands, and Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. Check us out on our brand new, updated, finished website at FiringLineRadio.com. This has been a, um, a work in progress. I want to reach out and thank Gabe Segura for pulling this off. So it looks great right now. All the podcasts are there. You can go to one spot, FiringLineRadio.com. You can subscribe to podcasts. You can hear it live if you're out of our area Saturday at 1 o'clock. You can get it on your phone. You can hear it live Saturday at 1 o'clock, live streaming. Get the podcast. Scroll down a little bit farther. Our Facebook feed is right there. So we do a lot of giveaways on Facebook. We do a lot of announcements on Facebook. Some guys say, I don't like Facebook. Well, you know what? You can read what we're doing right there on our website, FiringLineRadio.com, and um, stay in touch with all of that. We also have links to all of our special sponsors like Vortex Optics and Cutting Edge Bullets and HexMag and McMillan Stocks and just all the great stuff that we have access to. Now, I bring this up because we did a little promotion about the last week and a half for Vortex Optics. Uh, they've donated a Vortex Strike Fire 2, which is a great... Um, a red dot scope for your AR-15 or AK platform, and I've teased that I'm going to do a giveaway during this show. Well, I am, but I'm going to do the giveaway in the last segment. So, uh, I know who won, you don't know who won, and the person who won doesn't know who won. So you're going to have to listen to this entire show. Sorry about that, but that's about the best tease that I can get on that. But the Vortex Strike Fire 2, it's a great little scope for your AR-15. Um, retails about 300 bucks, but we're going to do this giveaway on it. It's, it's fantastic. I'm very, very pleased to be able to do that. So how do we do that? Support our sponsors. And when you see the posts on Facebook, I'm asking you to share it. Share it. We need to get these words out there. They give me more product. I get to give it to you. It's it's a wonderful thing. So help me help you. Joining me on the show, I have somebody who's helping all of us. And I do mean that. Roy Griffith. Roy Griffith is the CRPA's um, man in Sacramento. And uh, boy, that's, that's a rough job. You know, it's not even Sacramento anymore. As those listeners to the show know, the name has officially been changed to Excremento. But let me welcome into the show, Roy, how are you doing? Good, sir. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be here today and talk to you and your listeners and hopefully give them a little bit idea of what's going on up there, the good, the bad, and the extra ugly. <laughs> 
We're going to get to that. But I don't know if you heard this story that came out this week. This was on Fox News. A story by uh, Perry Chiromonte. I know that's easy for me to say. Anyway, this was published on the 26th. And it states on the title here, U.S. murders concentrated in 5% of counties. That's pretty interesting, isn't it? Oh, yes, sir. So let me read this real quick. And I apologize for reading, folks, but I can't show you the screen on the radio. So we're going to have to deal with this. The majority of murders in the U.S. occur in only a small percentage of counties across the country. As a listener of this show, you've heard me say time and time again, we have a small subset of Cretans committing all the crimes. Anyway, the Crime Prevention Research Center, CRPC, said in a new report that there's a geographical concentration of murders, 68% of killings occurring in 5% of the nation's counties. The homicides also tend to be concentrated in small pockets of those counties, the report said. I am sure this is not a surprise to anybody. It's stunning how concentrated murders are in the U.S., John Lott, president of CRPC, said to Fox News. And we show that even within these counties, they, all these high-rates murders are very concentrated. These high-rate counties have a very large area where there are no murders. In 2014, the U.S. murder rate was 4.4 per 100,000 people, according to the data of the report. In the deadliest 5% of the counties were, excuse me, if the deadliest 5% of the counties were removed, the U.S. murder rate would be 2.5 per 100,000 people. More than half of last year's murders occurred in 2% of the nation's counties. Let me go over that again. More than half of last year's murders occurred in 2% of the nation's counties. Huge statistic. Looking at the historical data, the CRPC said that murders are even more geographically concentrated in decades past. On average, 73% of counties in any given year had zero murders from 77 to 2000. On average, 73% of counties in any given year had zero murders for 33 years, from 1977 to 2000. Take, for example, L.A. County, which has 526 murders in 2014, the most of any other county in the U.S. But parts of L.A. County, Beverly Hills, Hawthorne, Van Nuys, had virtually no murders that year. Indianapolis, Indiana, had 135 murders, but only four occurred outside the Highway 465 loop, which encircles the downtown area. Washington, D.C. has large swaths without a single recorded murder ever, but the study found that murders were overwhelmingly limited to the eastern half of Washington, D.C. One of the most interesting findings in the area is that areas with the highest gun ownership rates have low murder rates. Again, areas with the highest gun ownership rates have low murder rates. While many factors explain these concentrated murders, it's also striking that the counties with zero murders are the counties with by far the highest gun ownership rates, Lott said. The report authors also looked at the numbers from the 2013 uh, Research Center survey, which found the household gun ownership rate in rural areas, I always say that word silly, sorry, rural areas was over two times greater than in urban areas. The study also found that suburban homeowners are 28% more likely to own guns than urban dwellers. So take a look at that. Once again, more guns, less crime, uh, more guns, less criminals, but it's the criminals, stupid. If you look at crime after crime, every time we see one of these horrific murders, it's never the first rodeo. 
um, the gangbangers got 10, 15 arrests and convictions already, and finally he wastes somebody else, some innocent person is dead, should have been deported, whatever the news is. It's always the criminals that we don't focus on. And instead, as you've seen in Sacramento, uh, Roy, they focus on the firearms. Uh, the statistics are not surprising at all. I mean, while we're fighting to preserve rights for law-abiding citizens, protect Second Amendment rights for law-abiding citizens, they are constantly rolling back and scaling down and, and reducing the penalties on criminals. So uh, <laughs> it's not surprising at all. You know, the nonsense that was passed out of Sacramento last year, every one of those bills, every time we testified, we made it crystal clear that those laws only impacted law-abiding citizens. The criminals were not going to obey any one of them. You know, these are, we're talking about people that can't obey the number one rule, the number one law, thou shalt not hurt your neighbor, you know, don't kill your neighbor. And, and, and uh, yet they think that just because we got a law now that says you have to have a serial number of gun, they're going to Johnny, Johnny Dirtbag's going to go home and put a serial number on the gun that he stole last week and ground the serial number off of It's just uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why they're criminals. They they kill people. We should probably, you know, when you're up there in Excremento, ask them to write a law that make it illegal to kill people, and maybe they'll just abide by that. Folks, this is Firing Line Radio Show. We'll be right back here with Roy Griffith. He's with, with the CRPA in Excremento. He's helping you out every bit of the way. Uh, get a hold of him at crpa.org, and we'll be right back. A message from Vince, the owner of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, or recreational shooting, it is important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essentials to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right comes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951-823-0211 or check out their schedule of classes at bullseyesport.com. Because of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first. 951 951- Pull! Whether you're a gold medalist or new to the sport of shooting, you'll love Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, where Olympians shoot. Prado's shotgun facility is world-class, offering trap, skeet, and five-stand. And the pistol and rifle ranges are safe and enjoyable shooting environments with professionals there to answer all your questions. Are you an experienced pistol shooter with an itch to take your skills to the next level? Discover the sport of practical shooting at one of the monthly events. Prado hosts ISPC shooting events open to the public every first and third Sunday with Prado Running Gun Club, blending accuracy, power, and speed with challenging multiple moving targets, penalty targets, and obstacles. Prado Olympic Shooting Park is a great place to teach your whole family about the safe and effective use of firearms. Bring the whole family for an exciting day at the shooting range. Call Prado Olympic Shooting Park at 909-597-4518. Online at shootprado.com. 909-597-4518. AM590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside and Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. 
That's right, folks. Boomstick Radio. And since you're a regular listener to the Firing Line Radio Show, I don't need to tell you what the show's all about. But for that one person who's just turned in for the first time, well... Maybe they've been on Safari for the last few years, but this is for you. Each week, we have a conversation about the latest in firearms, hunting, gun rights that are afforded to all Americans under the Second Amendment of the Constitution. And our faithful companion in the battle to uphold these rights has been our longtime sponsor, Vince Torres, at Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside. In response to the anti-gun legislation in Excremento, we came up with the Firing Line Gun of the Month Challenge. This was last year. Uh, we said, hey, where's Matt? His HE double hockey sticks, and we're not going to take it anymore. Bullseye Sports is one of the establishments participating in this challenge. Each month, there's a special offer on a firearm. Today is the last month to get the April Gun of the Month, which is a Smith & Wesson shield in either 9 or 40 caliber for 409 Less a $75 manufacturer's rebate. That means about $334 is your price. Take advantage of this month's challenge today. Get down to Bullseye Sports in Riverside where the Inland Empire gets their guns and ammo. 951-823-0211. That's 951-823-0211. Thank you very much, Vince. Hey, Smith & Wesson Shield for about 334 How do you go wrong with that? That is an awesome price on a great gun. And uh, that this weekend... Your last chance to get it. So go go on down there to Vince's at Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo. Joining me on the show, folks, I have Roy Griffith. Roy Griffith is the gentleman who's in Excremento working hard for you. He is in those hallways with those state legislators who lie, who deny your rights, who attack the Constitution at every single turn. And frankly, Roy, I don't know why you're not a raging alcoholic, to be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, so I don't know. Sometimes I ask myself that, but uh, so here's the deal, you know. 32 years in law enforcement, uh, the last 27 of which as a game warden in California, trying to protect people's rights. And you know, when you become a peace officer, you put and you you are you are our local you are our local game you are our local game warden, right? And uh, everything that we believe in, and you know, I came from a world of black and white, right and wrong, up and down. Certainly, you know, peace officers are allowed discretion, but then I walked into that big white dome and I quickly found out I wasn't in Kansas anymore. You know, there's no black, white, up and down. There's not even, there's weird shades of gray, you know, and um, now hearing you call it excremental, I think I might know where some of those weird shades of gray and brown have come from. But, <laughs> well, there's also know. Jerry Brownstreak. Don't forget about him. He's the, the head of the pack. Oh, yeah, I don't get to see him. He's protected by the big giant golden bear and two guards outside his office. He's not not very accessible to the public, but well, the emperor has hey. no clothes. Yeah, well, I've I've been behind the smoke and mirrors. I think there's a little man in there operating a big funny machine, but we'll we'll get to that. There's uh, you know, talking about laws and uh, protecting laws. There's no rules in that building. They don't even they don't even follow their own laws. And good evidence of that is what we went through last year with the gotten a minge, you know. I I took this job and I quickly got a whole little book and studied the little book how laws are made and you know, kinda of like good old Sesame Street. Right. Uh, you're Sesame just a Jones. bill on Capitol Hill. Just a bill on Capitol Hill and I learned that stuff inside out. Heck, I wasn't in that building a week before I threw that book in the round file because they don't follow it at all. And perfect example is what they pushed through last year with those gotten men, Senate Bill twelve thirty five started its life, went through half of its life, half of the opportunity to good citizens California to testify against that bill was a clean energy bill, you know, get rid of greenhouse gases and make the world a better place for all of us. And, uh, all, you know, with just two committees for it 
left to go before it hit the floor in the governor's desk. It was turned into an ammunition bill, which made it, you know, unlawful for me to buy a box of 16-gauge ammunition from my good friend Roger Sporting Goods in Minneapolis and have it delivered to my porch cheaper than I can possibly buy it in California. You know, just one example of the just the horrible things that that bill alone did, let alone the magazine ban and assault weapon ban. And right, right. right. Why, isn't there, why aren't there any repercussions for them breaking the law? Why aren't there any repercussions for them breaking the law? Well, back to 1235, Senate Bill 1235 is an example. There's, there's this little thing they call, you know, the, with the gutting them in process, is, is that change germane or non-germane? Is, that process is supposed to be allowed for, oh, we need to dot this I, cross this T, we need to put this word that in instead of the word the, or, you know, gray instead of charcoal gray. You know, little tweaks to the language of the bill that don't change the sum and substance of the bill. If you change the sum and substance of the bill, it's supposed to go way back to the beginning of that whole process and start all over again so Phil and Roy can have a chance to give their so opinion is there... and the public can have a review process. But guess who the gatekeeper is? Guess who the one who decides? Kevin, uh, if... let me guess. Kevin Pandeleon. Kevin Pandeleon. Yes. Kevin... The author of that bill is the man who decides if those changes were germane or non-germane enough. And in his infamous wisdom... He decided that changing a greenhouse gas bill to an ammunition bill was non-germane. Right. So is that is that not available for review from any judicial branch? Well, yes and no. It's it's if as far as the judicial branch, we will be challenging that one. At the most likely, it's going to have to go all the Supreme Court level. Every one of them have you know basically probably the most solid challenge on SB twelve thirty five is the Interstate Commerce Act to tell, you know, an individual that they can't buy something lawfully in the state of Nevada or Minneapolis that any other citizen of that state could buy is, is inappropriate and a direct violation of Interstate Commerce Act. Well, that would be so, the same thing with the handgun roster then. Ultimately, yes. Yeah. Right. Sort of different because, and, and yeah, because you couldn't buy it and bring it into California, right? So, right. Um, yes, exactly. So, yeah, CRPA, we are, you know, we're battling on the grounds of Sacramento and we're battling in the courts. You know, we will be filing lawsuits eventually on all these. Just this week, we filed a lawsuit on the assault weapon ban, and, and so stand by for further on that. But it's the, the battle is multi pronged, right? It's not just in. It's not just in, in the Capitol, and it's not just in the courts. You know, for instance, uh, today and yesterday, I'm down in Southern California testing at the Fish and Game Commission. Let's go over that real quick here, because uh, a couple of years ago, the uh, HSUS, the Hypocritical Society of Urban Snobs, made a big, big play to control the Fish and Game Commission, and that's when we had AB 711 push through, and just all kinds of crud. The, the dogs disappeared for, you know, anyway. Um, give us a little rundown on what the commission's like now. Well, we, yeah, we, <laughs> uh, it just gave me kind of goosebumps because just today they were they were doing and honoring two of those members of the past that created all that nonsense, you know, that allowed some of that illegal behavior to, to go on that, you know, would sit on the commission one day, then the next day be sitting there with Project Coyote's logo over their left shoulders. They talked about the great things Project Coyote was doing while they were still an active member of the commission. I'm not going to bring up names and go into the ugliness of the past, but we have some outstanding individuals on the commission now that are really going to hopefully allow us to do a 180, if not a good solid 90 degree, and start making some progress forward for hunters' rights in California again. 
We got um, Mr. Russell Burns on there, just uh, who's made his way up through the hardworking labor force, you know, and just a solid, outstanding hunter and an individual who uh, stands for hunters' rights and what we believe. And Mr. Burns is a breath of fresh air and is really going to hopefully do some good things for us, at least allow the temperance of someone who can replace the like-minded, the last saving grace we have in the commission, Mr. Jim Kellogg. Um, he, he brings a fresh outlook and the same beliefs and morals that Mr. Kellogg stood for. So that's a good thing. Uh, we have Mr. Scalar, Eric Scalar, who is, who is a gentleman hunter and also has, you know, a, a good understanding and temperance. He is the current president of the commission. And, um, um, you know, we're expecting good things as well as him, and we even have folks like Anthony Williams, who's just, you know, been exposed to hunting for the very first time. His, his career is mostly politically based. And how does a guy get on he, the? How does a guy get on the hunting, fishing game, wildlife resource commission, and never hunted? I mean, that's almost like, I don't know. It's the the fact that you can be appointed with zero experience. I mean, are they ratified? Are they approved by anybody? Or is it just Jerry Brown says this person and on they go? Well, Philip, you pretty much answered your own question there. Yeah, these are all these are all government appointees. The best we can do is is make it some noise at the ratification process. There is a there is a series of hearings at the Capitol, and um, you know, and and sometimes it's. For us, if it's a government appointee, you can it's, it's that old political capital. Unless they're a ravenous anti-hunter, you know, I learned a long time ago you can attract a lot more, a lot more flies with honey than you can BS. And sometimes you just got to work with these folks. Um, you know, the, the the houndsman in California took Mr. Williams out on a ride along and exposed him to hound hunting and changed his world. I mean, he opened a mind enough to go, wow, you know, I I had no idea. And he just yesterday in the meeting shut down that line of 20 antis that professed how horrible hound hunting was. And you got to get online, Mr. Commissioner, and see these horrible videos of how horrible these dogs are. And he called BS again. He said, time out, folks. Uh, I've seen it. I've been with them. You're talking about a small percentage of criminals who behave in a way that is not what the average hunter is. So thank you very much. But, you know, we're going to move forward on this. And, and in this situation, we were talking about allowing GPS uh, callers on dogs. You know, they're acting like it's some great technology that's going to make it so much easier for the hound hunting. It's not. No, it just helps you not helps you not to lose your dog. Yeah. No, it helps you not lose your dog. It's hey, all about I, getting your dog to go home with you that night. Exactly. Why? I need to run to a break here, Roy. But uh, we'll be right back. This is Philip Naiman with Roy Griffith, CRPA. We'll be right back after this. Are you an expert marksman looking for a clean, safe place to shoot? Or maybe you've never shot a gun but want to learn. Well, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range is the best place to work on your shooting skills, no matter what your experience level is. With 21,000 square feet of indoor range space, 35 shooting lanes, and an electronic target retrieval system, it means no line breaks and more trigger time. The friendly people at Riverside Indoor Shooting Range can answer all your questions about firearms training, self-defense training, firearm rentals, gunsmithing, archery, and more. And for the ladies, the Riverside chapter of The Well-Armed Woman meets there the second Tuesday of each month 
for women of all experience levels. Looking for a great holiday gift for the shooting enthusiast in your life? During the month of December, get 10% off a full year's membership or 10% off any gift certificate of $40 or more. Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. For directions and info, log on to RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. That's RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. AM590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, by Evolution Sports in Redlands, and CCW Safe. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! Hey folks, Philip Naiman, coming back here, Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out on our new website that's fully loaded, firinglineradio.com. You can get our podcast, you get our Facebook updates, everything's on that particular site. Uh, joining me on the show, bringing them right back here, I have Roy Griffith. Roy Griffith is the inside man for the CRPA in Excremento. He's been doing yeoman's work just today as we're recording this. He's been at a uh, Fishing Game Wildlife Commission's meeting. We're just talking about some great news some things that have changed from two years ago when it was <laughs> when it was dark at uh, at twelve thirty in the afternoon was the outlook for hunting in California. So I'm glad to hear that. But you have a petition that you're bringing on, Roy, and you really want to talk about that. You want to go with it? Yeah, we uh, we CRPA have a petition before the commission that was actually approved yesterday. One step in the process of not saying thumbs up, they agreed. But what they did was instead of denying the petition. They gave it to the department, so now it's in the hands of the Department of uh, Fish and Wildlife or Law Enforcement Division to review and make a decision on. And we're working with them and hope for some good things. But basically, it amends uh, California Title 14, Section 354H to allow anybody with a CCW to, to carry a firearm while archery hunting. And this has been, uh, you know, for years when I was a young game warden, it was was illegal even for a peace officer. I never would have wrote the ticket in my career, but it was technically illegal for a peace officer to carry a firearm. I've seen it their done. Service, I've seen the ticket written. <laughs> I've seen the ticket written. <laughs> Go ahead. While they're, while they're archery hunting, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so this, this petition will allow anybody with a CCW to carry while they're big game hunting. And, and it, the fact of the matter is, you know, it's it's a different world we live in now. You know, it's 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 no longer 100%. It's not just lions and tigers and bears for you to be afraid of when you go out into the woods. You know, there's there's dope grows, there's meth labs, and I've you know personally seen all these things, both hunting on my own and certainly in my career. We've raided many meth labs and marijuana gardens out where folks go to recreate. So the last thing we want to see is our hunters out there. Um, and put themselves in a, a in an unsafe environment. You know, the current laws in conflict with the penal code. You know, the penal code says you can when you got this concealed carry permit, you can carry. We're just looking to extend the constitutional rights that folks have that they can carry in the field while they're hunting and not make it a violation of mere possession of that firearm while you're archery hunting a violation of law. Now, if someone you know, someone with a CCW has already been vetted and had to go through so much right. to get that CCW. It'd really be hard to, to think that they're going to put all that on the line and chance to lose it to shoot a deer. And and if they did, you know, our game wardens in the state are, are excellent trained individuals, and they can very easily tell the difference between a bullet hole and.
down the narrow track, you know, into an animal. And <laughs> really? Individual... <laughs> yeah. You don't need to call in CSI San Bernardino? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think... <laughs> it's pretty obvious, isn't it? <laughs> it's pretty obvious. And that case that case will be made and, and that individual will be hammered. But I don't, I don't expect... In all my years with the department, 27 years as a game warden, I never... Uh, I never made that case, and I never heard of any of my direct peers making that case. You know, it's just, um, we, yeah, we have poachers out there that, that kill deer during archery season, but they're not a bona fide archer out there with an archery-only tag or in an archery-only zone. And, and they're and probably not your CCW carriers either. That's right, absolutely not. Again, these individuals are vetted. There are, there are folks that have gone, had to go through their county sheriff process, and, and they're certainly not the kind of folks that are going to go out and violate the law. So we're pretty proud of that petition. We're, um, we're well, how, how do the chances look on that? Pretty good. You know, our, our Department of Fish and Game is another place where we've got a leader with a solid head on their shoulders compared to some past leadership. And, and I can say that now because I'm sitting here retired and no longer in uniform, but Chief David Best is an outstanding individual who believes in hunters' rights, who's, you know, got his... Like I said, his head in the right place. He's a hunter himself, unlike some of the previous leadership departments had. And um, I, I expect really good things from Chief Bess. And, and whatever decision he makes on this decision, he'll, he'll make it in the best interest. It is, you know, currently, a, obviously, the chief position is a politically appointed position. The poor man has to answer to somebody who answers to uh, Governor Brown Street. But, uh, you know, I've seen the chief put his neck out on the line before for not only hunters and sportsmen, but his wardens, he's got his wardens back like no chief I've seen in a number of years. So we're in, we're in good hands in that area, too, for right now. I'm very, very glad to hear that. Okay, now, um, the NRA this week broke news that they are going to go ahead and challenge, and the NRA and the CRPA are challenging the assault weapon ban. Can you give us an update on that? Yeah, that was just, you know, about timing. Um, we We still haven't seen actual regulations. So we were kind of hoping to see regulations as folks are, why aren't you filing your lawsuit? Why aren't you filing your lawsuit? And also, you know, had to find the, the right victim. You know, the, the, the perfect victim in that thing was somebody who just turned 18, you know, and, and didn't have the opportunity to buy an assault weapon up until this year. And now he or she can't, right? So um, we're, and timing with the, we got a brand new sheriff in town back in D.C. and just appointed an outstanding new member to the Supreme Court. So it's all getting all those pieces of the puzzle in line. And uh, so we can work that through the legal system. Don't you want to just stand up and say, it's my turn now? (laughs) After after having all this stuff shoved down our throats, right? Like, okay, we got the Supreme Court. It's our turn. Bring those cases, man. Rack them up. Let's have semi-auto case disposal. It's a brave new world. And, you know, and I'm, Proud to live in a in a county in a Jefferson County in this in the state of the unknown, and um, I don't live in Sacramento, sir. I work in Sacramento, but I live in El Dorado County, where I have a sheriff and a community that are proud Second Amendment supporters and so on. But uh, yeah, I, I love it. It's, uh, so let me let me help you out with this Jefferson idea, home. Roy. Let me help you out with the Jefferson idea. Yeah. Bad, bad, bad idea. Here's, oh, it's fun to say though. <laughs> well, here's why. Now, I want I like the idea in general, but here's the execution. We take Excremento, San Francisco, the entire left coast, L.A., Orange County, boom, that's California. Yeah. 
the rest of us join Nevada. <laughs> and the hey, I like to work with that. Do, exactly. Do Number one, boom! All of a sudden, no California income tax. You just got eleven percent pay raise. Um, your right. property taxes, the business, everything. We don't have to move to Nevada. We still get our our climate, but we get the Nevada privileges. And all the wackiness is on the left coast. They can keep it. Um, but if we do a Jefferson or three states in Sacramento, the problem is George Soros is going to dump a billion dollars, and we'll have six idiot senators representing this what was only two idiot senators <laughs> we will lose the senate forever if we let california split into three because they will just buy their way in and and so that's my danger zone on the jefferson ideas like look we don't need new state we just need to join nevada we could I turn like nevada that. red i like that philip tell me where i sign that petition <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so, okay, so we're, we're uh, the NRA and the CRPA are getting together. They've got the uh, Assault Weapon Ban Challenge, which is awesome. Thank you very much for that. And I know we'll get some more updates, but it's going to have yeah. to fight its way through the courts, right? Where is it at now? It just was filed in, in Orange County Court just this last week, two days ago. So it's off and, off and running. And then shortly behind that, we'll be fighting, uh, filing a case on the magazine ban as well. And then eventually, like we discussed, the you know the ammunition will be sh- shortly behind that. But none, there's no victim of the ammunition. No courts can receive a case on the ammunition when nobody's been ouched by it yet, right? I mean, you can still buy the ammunition one. You can still have a mail order delivered to you. That doesn't go into effect into 2018 slash 2019 when it's fully implemented. So it's a, a slow process, but that's the best process because there was a lot of talk last year about why didn't we fight these things in Sacramento? Why didn't we undo the bills that were passed? Because what a lot of people don't know is they were mirror images of all this stuff. If we could take out the the seven bills that were passed, but that still leaves Proposition 63. There was that big movement to get rid of Proposition 63, but that did nothing to yeah. undo the bills that Sacramento and, and undoing Proposition 63, all they had to do was just, uh, you know, would require a greater than two thirds vote, and then we'd have to put another bill, you know, another uh, proposition forward. And the, the, the votes just aren't there. The only way to beat this is the long game in the courts, and and make it clear to them in Sacramento that we will continue to do that with, with any of the nonsense. So that's the long game. Additionally. Is you folks have to start taking very close attention at the people who are running for just their simple local school boards, yep. district supervisors, water people, because these are the very positions where these crazy politicians start their That's career. That's the bench. That's the farm team. Yep. And if we got it, the only way we're going to change our world is to change who occupies those seats in the big white building up there and, and excremento. Is there like any that. way we can get, I mean, honestly, these people should not be... They should not be able to get away with this. I mean, at least have civil liability. If you do something like create a a, uh, sanctuary county or state or city and you're allowing known felons not to be deported but to stay and to cause more crime, can't they be hit with a civil suit? I mean, look at the Bologna family from San San Francisco. Um, Sanctuary city under Kamala Harris and Jerry Brown and a family machine gun by a known felon alien who was not deported who was put back on the street why why are we able to go after those people civilly and you know what i don't answer that question when we come back right after this sorry that was very unfair we'll be right back with roy griffith crpa.org
If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. My name is Larry Vickers, and I am a retired veteran of U.S. Special Operations, and I now teach law enforcement, civilians, and members of our military in advanced firearm training. I train people to use their firearms in almost any situation, but I can't prepare them for what happens if they are forced to use a gun to save their lives. That's why I use CCW Safe. They offer membership plans for concealed carry permit holders, and if members are involved in a use of force incident, CCW Safe provides expert witnesses, investigators, and the best defense attorneys in the U.S. Yearly plans range from $99 for a single membership to $150 for a dual membership, and special plans are available for law enforcement and military. Members are required to have a valid concealed carry permit and must maintain their permit. Visit ccwsafe.com today. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Hey, folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. And again, check out our new website, FiringLineRadio.com, the new and improved with everything you need in one spot. Our podcasts, our Facebook updates, our sponsors, uh, everybody's on there. So check it out, FiringLineRadio.com. Um, joining me back here, I have Roy Griffith. Roy Griffith is the inside man in excremental California, fighting the dirty fight for you every single day. And frankly, he has a job I wouldn't want because I wouldn't be able to control myself over there in Sacramento. <laughs> There'd be a lot of wrestling matches in offices. And, you know, okay, look, here's the way it works. You can vote that way if you can beat me. And then we go for it. And if I can pin him, then he can, you know, he has to vote my way. I think that's the way it should go. What do you think, Roy? Is it, can we do that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would not. Look the other way, at least, where that happened. Yeah, they got jackets, they got ties. You know, a cross collar choke is not a big deal. We could pull this off. We're going to do a lot of winning. We're going to do a lot of good there in Extramento. Anyway, they got, they got some security officers all over. They got so many chippies in that building. They got more chippies in that building than they do in the entire, your entire county of San Bernardino. That's where you drop a roll of a box of donuts in the hallway. They all roll, <laughs> they all roll south. <laughs> Anyway, why don't you give us, I mean, we're obviously, this is just talking and just having fun. This is satire. So, uh, hey, state police, back down. But why don't you give us a quick rundown of what we're facing in Excremento? All right, so you asked how I survived, right? So let me tell you a little bit about my penicillin. We got uh, we got one good bill that, that CRPA is, is sponsored and one outstanding author, Assemblymember Jim Frazier, a true supporter of, of hunters and, and hunters' rights in Sacramento. And I went to Mr. Frazier with a problem that I'd been dealing with for many years in my old world, and that's how you do. You have any idea? Well, you know what a California resident elk tag costs? About four hundred and fifty bucks. You got it. Four hundred and fifty bucks as a resident of the state. You know what a resident of Montana pays for that same elk tag? Thirty-five. Twenty bucks. Yeah, you're right on the money. So I took that problem to Senator Frazier, AB five twenty-one, as a result of that, and and uh, what we're trying to do is just seek to make California's elk tags affordable for all Californians, not just rich old white guys, retired people, you know, that have that kind of money. Over the years, I've tried to encourage numerous families to put their kids in for some wonderful elk hunting opportunities in California, only to be told, hey, great idea, Roy, but there's no way in hell I can afford 500 bucks to put little Johnny, little Susie on the field elk hunting. So it's just a a little thing. There's not a lot of elk tags available in California, but crying out loud is a step in the right direction. 
It's an unfair taxation. This fishing game is sitting on almost $10 million in the account where these monies go to because they can, thank goodness, for assuming uh, Senator um, Harmon a few years ago put forward a bill that said if, you, if a hunter spends money on elk, if a hunter spends money on deer, those dollars have to go for elk management, deer management, what have you, and not for General buying fund. fires. Yeah, exactly. So that's a good thing. And all we're trying to do is, you know, when, when you accumulate $10 million in an account, that's no longer a fee. That becomes a tax. So this is an unlawful taxation right. bill. Well, even hunting we in California, just to get a general license, it's expensive. If you put a, get a license into two deer tags and a bear tag, it's going to be $180. Bucks. Yeah. That's yeah. a resident. You know, in another state, you're looking at $80 for all of them. Yep, yep, yep. So, no, yeah, you can you can go to Wyoming right now and hunt elk as a non-resident, cheaper than you can your own California elk tag. Yeah, for, for cow elk, you're right about that. Yeah. So that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to make it more fair. We're trying to make it more accessible to all Californians. We're trying to make them, you know, manage their monies better and not to, you know, these, these $10 million surpluses that even though it's a dedicated fund, the governor can come in and raid that dedicated fund and take a loan from it that you will never see again. So we got that in the works and we got some good folks behind it, you know. National Turkey Federation, or supporting California Waterfowl. We got a lot of good folks on board supporting that effort, and we're working together in Sacramento on that. So that's what counts. Those fun things like that, doing a few good things, what keeps me going, so that I can have the energy to face crazy little Mister McCarty and his madness that he brings forward every year. And this year is no surprise. Last year he tried to attack us on CCW. This year he's trying to make school zones even more unsafe for individuals and. And I don't know if you're aware of AB 424, but when when they created the gun-free zone of the schools, uh, Senator Wolf at the time recognized that, hey, there's going to be some times where we need where firearms are appropriate to be on school zones. And she allowed what better person made it very clear in her bill that the superintendent of a school zone should be able to make exemptions because he or she knows what's best for their school and their community. Well, Mr. McCarty, in his infamous wisdom, thinks that he knows what's better for schools and their communities than the good superintendent in the state. And mind you, there's been no instance where a superintendent has made an exemption allowed a farm on a school zone in California where an individual has harmed anybody. There's been no situation. There's only like 5% of the time that these exemptions are even created. And one of them near and dear to my heart is hunter education. Hunter education is class. Taught, uh, taught throughout those California numerous counties as an in-school and after-school curriculum where people volunteer their time to come into the school, teach hunter safety, teach our future leaders marksmanship skills, safe gun handling, wilderness survival, conservation ethics, kind of morals that we really want our young folks to know, but that class would be not uh, be able to be taught. Yeah, the, only one, the only one shouldn't be able to bring firearms to school is that ATF agent on that YouTube video. Where he shows off his Glock 40. This is my Glock 40. Bang! And that's a hole in my foot. Yeah, that guy. But sadly, he would still be allowed because he's an on-duty peace officer. But anyway, so um, it's, it's, it's something that we're certainly opposing. Uh, and again, it just, it's just McCarty and his little madness of knowing. Oh, so not only does it impact Hunter Ed, but ROTC, you know, scholastic shooting sports programs and other things that you know, schools uh, would be greatly impacted um it's not just but us. you know but but at least we have three different kinds of bathrooms so hey you know it's not all bad right <laughs> that's what I, 
that's a whole different type of gun safety that goes on in those bathrooms. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. You have to save that for another conversation. Skipping down so, the road. Yeah, and they're making another, Sacramento, they're making another attack at RFFL. This is just a constant effort to try to make it so difficult, so pricey, so impossible that the little mom-and-pops FFL that just do this as a service that our community are going to be run out of business. Last year they tried the whole four video cameras from four angles and, and data that had to be maintained for years, and we beat them on that bill this year. Senator Hill has a, a Senate bill 464 where he's trying to make the change the you know security requirements even though these dealers are the ones most vested most likely that most want to protect and preserve their inventory and stock and have already have meet all kinds of more stringent requirements in any other state in the nation of how these firearms have to be secured He's added a whole other list of red tape and requirements on top. Of that. And at the same time, at the same time, they're releasing burglars and felons out of jail by record numbers. The problem is they're putting more criminals on the street, and and now they're trying to make it a problem for you to tighten up your stuff because you know you should just use more locks since we have a flood of new criminals, new felons, new burglars releasing them like crazy on the street. Here, deal with this, and it's your fault. You know these guys. And that's what I'm saying is if they they do something like release 40,000 felons and our our property crime rate goes up, they should be held liable for that. The fact that they can do damage to cities, nations, counties, states, and not have anything held against them is maddening. But I need to uh, switch to some fun stuff here. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my... I have a hat right over here with a bunch of different names in it. See, I don't know if you knew this, um, Roy, but... but we did a little video for a Vortex Optics. I was going to do a, a giveaway. I was doing a mounting video of how easy this optic went on. The optic went on so fast and so easy, there was no video. It was kind of funny. But um, I'm doing a giveaway for Vortex Optics on the Strike Fire 2, which is a great little red dot scope. And we did a, a video on our Facebook page, and it got shared around, I don't know, like five or 6,000 views on this thing, which was great. I, I love that, and I love being able to give this away, but I did say I was going to announce who that person is. So I have everybody who shared all the Vortex Optics uh, pages, and I was giving away T-shirts and hats and a bunch of different stuff on there. Uh, I went through there. I picked a name and uh, took the names, put them in this hat, picked the name out, and I happened to have it right here in my um, gunpowder-stained fingers. So um, we're going to announce this person here, and do you have a drum roll? Dan, do we have a drum roll handy? I guess we don't have a drum roll. We can't afford to go look for the drum. Yeah, we have no drum. So <laughs> we have a drumless roll. The winner of the Vortex Optics Strike Fire 2 giveaway from Firing Line Radio Show is Don Cross. D-O-N-N Cross. Don Cross out of Highland, you won yourself a fantastic little Vortex scope. So, um, you know, and we're right on time. Just Sorry about as that. as usual. Thank you very much, Dan. Um uh, so, Don Cross, congratulations. You've got a Vortex Optics uh, Strike Fire 2. It's a great little platform for your AR-15 or AK-47. Uh, you PM me back on Facebook. We'll make sure we get that over to you. And congratulations. Roy, um, <laughs> Roy, the last 30 seconds, anything special you want to touch on? No, I just appreciate you and your listeners. You know, the way the listeners can get involved, 
is to contact their local members, you know, their local representatives in person in their office and let them know how they feel on these bills. That's Mark Steinnorth. That's Mike Morell. Those are our guys out here you want to contact, folks. All right. Well, thank you, sir, for your time. Thank you. Thank you for all you're doing. And honestly, man, uh, if we can send you some Rolaids or some Tums or... Yeah, you just let us know what you need up there to keep doing the good work. So God bless you, Roy. I need a, a, a case of bacterial wipes would be a good start. Because <laughs> I feel really dirty when I leave that building. I imagine. Uh, they don't call it excremento without a reason. Folks, Firing Line Radio Show, thank you very much. And again, Don Cross, congratulations. You have a Vortex Optic Strike Fire 2 on your way. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, by Evolution Sports in Redlands, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.